eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential and then through some elbow grease, fresh installs and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own? Look to your left, look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly. So there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Welcome to the Jill on Money podcast. It's Wednesday, December 23rd, and I'm going to get to this real quick. We are having technical issues, and so if you want to join us, send us an email, ask Jill at jillonmoney.com. That's what Adam did. Adam is on the line from Boston. Adam, you've endured so much already this morning, so thank you for doing that, and tell us what we can do for you. Thank you so much for for uh, having me on. I just wanted to um, get a sense of um, I sent you an email with uh, plenty of details, I hope, and just trying to get a sense of um, our financial situation. My wife and I, we recently had a baby. So, our, you know, our situation has changed and want to, you know, just make sure that there's nothing aside from life insurance and wills that we know we need um, because I listened to you. So so you wrote to me and you said that you and your wife make about 220 grand a year together. You got some real estate. So you both own studios and now you rent them out and you've got another new place. So where you're living right now, what is the value of that place? Uh, like 700,000. Uh-huh. And a mortgage outstanding? Um, like 540. Right now, with the two other properties that you both came into the marriage with, right? These other properties that you're renting, they're covering their expenses basically? Or, you, or is one like a moneymaker and one a loser? How does it shake out? One is making uh, money and the other one is covering all expenses, um, truly, including taxes, condo fees, um, and, you know, even, um, you know, maybe a couple hundred dollars a month for, um, you know, turnover and things like that. So I don't consider that a profit, but it's nonetheless uh, covering expenses. And that one, uh, I have a mortgage um, about 300000 on it at 4%. It's um, valued at like four four hundred eleven thousand. Hmm. Okay. And the other one, how does that look in terms of the financing? It's considered a, a co-op. So the financing was kind of weird. So we owe um, 90000 on that one, at, uh, and it's at like 5%. And the conservative value on that one would be like 350000 And that one is netting you know, about $1,000 a month. All right. So not a big impetus to do anything with that necessarily. But do you think you're going to keep these as rentals? Do you think that well, we're going to we're going to eventually sell them? This is like our beautiful summer home uh, on the Cape or I'm making this up. But is there is what's the intention? It would have to be something like that to motivate us to to unload them at this point. Otherwise, you don't see a good reason to and maybe keep it as part of our like, you know, who knows, like retirement like portfolio, if you will. I've kind of justified the only contributing 10% of my employer 401k and then maxing out my Roth every year. I've justified that by having this kind of as part of my um, projected retirement 
Mm-hmm. Okay. So right now, retirement accounts, um, just give me a, a ballpark about how much money you guys have saved and how much are you putting in? You said you're putting in a bunch of money, but you're not maxing them out. My wife is maxing out her just as of you know recently, and I am putting 10% in mine and I have um, 137000 in a uh, TSP account, partially in like a uh, a target date and then the rest in um, the S fund or. Yeah, yeah, the C fund, the S fund, right. And and, and then I have um, about 95000 in a um, Vanguard Roth um, IRA. Okay, that's great. You said thrift savings plan. So are you going to be entitled to a pension? Yes. Oh, I like that. That's another reason why I'm not so. I'm not going to freak out on you about not maxing your retirement accounts. It sounds like you're putting a lot of money away. When you first sent us an email, you wrote, but do I need an advisor? As I go through and hear you talk about this, I don't think you need an advisor at all. I mean, I think you are doing great um, in terms of putting money away. I love the idea that you guys are, you know, essentially you know, not 100% maxing out, but you're pretty close to maxing out retirement. The rentals, I mean, look, you're there. You're, you know, you're, you're not like you're managing a property 3,000 miles away. Nothing is costing you money. It'll become a pain in the neck at some point, I presume, or it'll make so much money that you're like, eh, I'll hire a manager for this. You know, like life's going to probably take precedence. Did you open up a 529 plan? Yeah, we did and um, and contributed the $2,000. Massachusetts has like a state tax credit. Um, up to $2,000. So that's what we put in um, for this year. I think it's great. That's fantastic. So I'm going to give you a few little thoughts. Before we got on the air, you said you'd done your wills and your insurance and all that. So I'm just going to pat you on the head or you haven't. I think we're underinsured. So we each have replacement and like one year's replacement uh, life insurance. But I I know that we're probably a little um, underinsured. Given the amount of money you have and you have real estate, I know you have assets, but you're also young. You're 35. Go see what a million dollar... 20-year term life insurance costs. It's like bupkis. It's not that expensive. And I would just get it. You're both healthy. Just get it. That's all you need. And you're going to be fine. And the wills, you said we're done? No, we got to do that. Oh my God. Listen to the shame that has happened. Mark, I didn't even shame him. And he shamed himself. He's like, no. In this in this situation, I know that usually you um, you recommend spending the money and hiring, going to a lawyer or whatever to have something written up. But sometimes, you know, one of those online services are okay. Um, Look, I think, could you do an online service? Just go and do, you can get started. Go to policygenius.com and go through their module and see if it says it bumps you out. Because it may bump you out and say, hey, you know what? You have too many assets or it's too complicated. At the very least, just do that your home. And then get your asses in gear and get an attorney. One other thing that came up um, while we were going through our assets and we kind of, um, we had talked about, I knew about, but um, rediscovered that my wife has um, like 73000 with Lincoln Financial Group that was, you know, uh, invested, I guess, on her behalf by her parents. It's in her name. Um, my thought is, or my sense is that we should do something uh, with that. For one, it was really difficult to log into the site. So that's reason enough for me to also to maybe uh, bring it over to one of the either Fidelity or Vanguard where um, where we're currently. Uh, yeah, I would definitely do that. I mean, consolidation works. If it's Lincoln Financial, just be sure to check out what kind of an account it is. It could be an annuity, which means that to move it out will potentially cause a tax event. If it's just straight up mutual funds and it's taxable, fine. 
But if it's a non-qualified annuity that someone put in her name, then the money that you pull out of the contract might be taxable. The difference between what was put in and what the value is now is all ordinary income. And you should know that. I'm not saying you should keep it in there, but you got to just know it going in. Well, that's good because I think that that's what it is because I couldn't find the damn fund when I was on the website. I did finally log in once and I just don't, I didn't have the bandwidth to get back over to try to do that. But I think that that's probably what is going on there. So here's your problem that just so you, I will help you know that what's going to happen is someone threw some money into an annuity. If you have a statement, I know this is like way old school, call. And then you say, what is the tax event if I surrender this annuity? Number one, is there any fee to get out? And number two, what taxes would I have to pay? So you want to know what the cost basis is and then what is the value today? And it's not long-term capital gains. It's ordinary income. So any money that has been earned since the moment it was invested to when she takes it out, that's all ordinary income that just adds to your taxable income. I mean, it still may be worth it to do it because it's probably a, an expensive and crappy product, but just to know that. And then one last thing that before I let you go, I don't think you need target date funds. I just think that, you know, you, you kind of want to replicate what you're doing in your thrift savings plan everywhere else, just like a broad stock market index, a broad bond market index. You know, maybe you want to do an international or a small cap, something a little different, but you got enough money now that you can start allocating this yourself. Got it. Good? Good. Yeah. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Adam, thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate it. And uh, we wish you the best of luck. If anything else comes up, just shoot us another note. Okay. Thanks so much. Okay. If you want to get on the show, just like Adam, it's very easy. All you have to do is send us an email. Ask Jill at JillOnMoney.com. Ask Jill at JillOnMoney.com. And if you're on the website, if you're on JillOnMoney.com, all you have to do is click the contact button. You're going to have a lot of time in the next few days. I get it. Like a lot of people are home. Here's something you can do. You can uh, basically go onto the website and copy the URL and send it to every single person you know and say, you must subscribe to this podcast. It's fantastic. Just do that. If you don't want to do that, how about leaving a rating or review? We would so appreciate that. It's Consider it the Hanukkah Christmas present to Mark and Jill. Rating, review, we'd be so grateful. Okay, till we talk to you next, don't forget to wash your hands, to wear your masks, to maintain your physical distancing. Put your hands metaphorically on someone's back. Someone needs a little bit of a boost today. You give it to them. You're going to feel better. They're going to feel better. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow. 